Welcome. Glad that you could be here. Whoa. Okay. Uh, our agenda today, we're going to start, we're going to talk a little bit about safe environment um, and, and some things with regards to safe environment. Then uh, we're going to set the, set the stage for, for what we're going to be doing for the year uh, and for, uh, more for class today. Then we're going to have a, a fun trivia game uh, to get to know each other a little bit. Orientation on this, these books that you just got and how to work them and how to operate them and how to use them. Uh, and uh, a little bit about what the prayer board is. And then we're going to do some announcements and then a closing prayer. So, pretty simple. But why don't we start with prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, being subject to Mary and Joseph, you sanctified family life by your beautiful virtues. Grant that we, with the help of Mary and Joseph, may be taught by the example of your holy family, and may after death enjoy its everlasting companionship. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, safe environment stuff. Your kids are going to be going over safe environment right now as well. Uh, so I figured I would give you all a little bit. Okay, we're not going to go over this entire booklet, but I encourage you to read everything uh, so that you can... Uh, it's, it's the nature of our world today that, that just... It's, it's broken. Um, and it's good for, for you to, um, to have an understanding and how you can uh, like navigate and leading your children so that you can protect them um, from, from any harm. Uh, if you open up to, to page, actual page one, you can see on the bottom it has the picture of the woman and the three people. The first thing to do to, to, is to establish an understanding for, of your children of what, what boundaries are. Right? And how, how they understand boundaries and how you can communicate boundaries. Um, right? Boundaries are limits, defining one person as separate from others, giving a clear sense of self. Um, kids, especially at his age, don't necessarily have that. That's why he's two inches from his dad's face. Um, uh, but they begin to learn that as they get older. Um, they empower... Uh, us to promote and preserve personal integrity, and they provide a framework to function in relationship to others and thrive. So I'm not going to read all of this, but I encourage you, especially this, this thing, um, this little box at the bottom, boundaries and action, how they are formed, um, is important. If you flip over to the next page, right, children learn boundaries from you. So they learn how to set boundaries from how you set boundaries. So if you struggle to set good boundaries, then they're going to struggle to set good boundaries. So if that's nothing you need to work on, then, uh, you know, this is the time <laughs> uh, to work on it. Um, and keep in mind, when you're talking about boundaries, one conversation is not going to be enough. As you know, one conversation about anything is not going to be enough. It takes 10 and 15 times for them to get it in their head. Sometimes... Never. <laughs> uh, but um, it's sufficient to have to do this over and over again. And so to prepare yourself, right, there's, there's this little checklist. Identify those you approve as the child's special, safe adults. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. 
provide a time and a setting where the child's attention is focused only to you. Right, so set aside the screen, set aside everything, and so it's just you and them in a conversation. Not just while they're playing video games, have a conversation about boundaries, because it's gonna go in one ear and out the other. Keep the rules simple. Give specific examples of safe and unsafe behavior. Teach them self-respect. Avoid training your children to fear others. Everyone must know the difference between having healthy suspicion and being afraid of everyone. That's a very different thing. Uh, flip to the next page. Right, and then it, it specifically talks about like um, the uh, physical boundaries, touching specifically private body parts. Um, do you need a, are you good? Okay, okay. See, the thing is, is that abuse can happen at any age. And, and nine times out of 10, Abuse happens in the family. Not from somebody outside of the family, it happens in the family or in the, 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 the close-knit community of the family, um, which is horrifying, I know. Um, but when you know, when you know this, right, that it can happen at any age, it gives, I'm not gonna go through all of them, but ways that you can age-appropriate discuss items at a year and a half, 18 months, and then flip to the next page. Three to five years, five to eight years, eight to 12 years, 13 to 18 years, and gives that space of how you can age appropriately discuss physical boundaries with them and what is good and what is, what is safe and what is unsafe, right? Because, yeah, what is safe and what is unsafe. And explain, um, if you look to the left, it gives a whole bunch of like safe physical behavior and talk to them about why those things are safe as opposed to other things. Also, when you, it's, if you look at the box at the bottom, avoid saying touches that feel good are safe. Like, sexual pleasure feels good. And although that's like weird like, and strange, and, and, and it, it, that's not the best way to have them framed, to have that framed, right? It's not necessarily about a feel good or a bad, like a feel bad. Because sometimes, like, as you who have teenagers, when you try to hug your children, to them, that feels bad because everybody's looking at me and you're hugging me and I'm embarrassed and I don't want to, I'm not look cool because my mom's showing me affection, you know. Um, right, but it's a good thing for, for you know, parents to hug their children, um, but they perceive it as, see what I'm saying? Right, so good and bad perception isn't necessarily the case because their conscience also needs to be formed. So, next page. An unsafe touch is one that is inappropriate. It could be meant to hurt or scare someone. It violates the safety rules that you have set for them, such as hitting, punching, tripping, kicking, spitting, molestation. In addition to these examples, explain that touching private body parts can be an unsafe touch and is only safe in specific limited situations. Um, and those specific limited situations um, are to the right, right? It gives examples like a doctor who is doing stitches or a nurse that's given a shot or a dentist that's cleaning teeth or... Um, um, children can always ask about a touch that is uncomfortable and confusing to make that conversation, that space open for them to conversate. 
Also, I encourage you, read that bottom part. We were all trained in the, in the 70s and 80s. Stranger danger. But if a kid is lost, the best person that's going to help them is someone that they don't know. And so to, to, to set that line of don't talk to any stranger means that they're going to isolate themselves and go farther in. So that's not necessarily a good thing to, to determine, you know, there are good strangers and bad strangers, and you can kind of get a vibe, you know, for the most part for that. But again, what we're worried about with regards to abuse, that primarily happens in safe spaces, not in, in, um, in unsafe spaces. And so to talk about who are safe friends and safe adults. Um, um, child molesters are known and trusted by the victim and the victim's parents. They may be related. One way to tell if someone is safe is by observing the person's interaction with others. Note that caring adults are responsible for protecting children. However, children can learn important safety measures to better protect themselves. It might be good to even role play with that at certain ages. But be clear and consistent with appropriate behavior. Even small boundary violations by well-intentioned adults could condition a child to tolerate inappropriate grooming behaviors from others and desensitize them to behavior that normally they would resist. Um, I know this is a lot. Um, but that's why I'm just throwing it at, and I'll let you read it and let you think about it and let you, you know, apply it. Choosing who the safe adults are, the special safe adults, that would be grandparents, you, <laughs> um, uh, their teacher, but in specific examples, right? Grandparents to help with the bathroom, maybe putting on clothes. Right, to help to get clean for using the bathroom. The teacher, to help with the restroom at day care. Mom, to help get out of the bathtub. Doctor, to you know, inject in the butt for, for you know, when they have a sinus infection or whatever, they need steroids. Or some, I don't, it's been a long time since I was a kid, so I don't know what immunization, where the immunizations go. But, um, right, but to, to let them know these are the safe adults that, some, that sometimes might be near the private parts. And in those specific like examples, like, but what they are, like cleaning, like wiping after going to the bathroom and an inappropriate touch are very different, right? And to, to kind of talk about what that is. Teach them what to do if boundaries are violated, right? This is the time that you want your children to be assholes. <laughs> this is the time that you want them to speak up and be very forthright. And you need to let them know, like, this is the time. Like, other times, you don't want to be mean. It's okay to be mean and say, no, I don't want that. Get away. Like, for them to have that freedom to do that. Because um, that's, that's really important. And, and, and if they're not comfortable to do that, on the left in that box are, are some, some exit strategies of like passive ways, you know, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom, you know, or I need, I need to go check on my doggy. Can I go check on my doggy? You know, ways that they can get away without, without suspicion. Um, 
Because oftentimes when abuse happens, um, children are paralyzed by it. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to tell. They don't know how to feel. And it, 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 it's so overwhelming that they can shut down. Um, and so, like, conversation with them is vitally important. If you don't regularly conversate with your kids, please do. Even if it's about stupid stuff, like why they like Pokemon. I don't know. Or whatever. I don't I still don't understand. Um, what's that block game? With the Minecraft. That's, I don't understand Minecraft. But I'll listen for 20 minutes and kid be like talking about Minecraft. I'm like, okay, dude. Go ahead. But to let them know that there's a difference between secrets and surprises. Right? That there's a difference between secrets and surprises. When it comes to your safety, you can tell me anything. Even if someone threatened you or told you to keep it a secret, I'll believe you and you won't get in trouble. Right? You need to let them all, that always be a safe space for them. To not be afraid to communicate to you, especially when they've had something traumatic. And to tell them the difference, on page 10, at the top, right, secrets are hidden, they're never told, they exclude others, there's potential for harm, and they may cause feelings of fear and sadness. Right, that's what you don't want to have them keep. You want them to, surprises though are different, right, they're temporary, they'll be revealed and shared, they're inclusive, they're usually fun, and they often cause feelings of happiness and excitement. To see the difference... Right? And that's, a, that's an easy way for, for a child to be able to be like, okay, there's a difference. Even if there's a secret like in a game, right? That the point of that game is that eventually that secret will be revealed. Right? Like hide and go seek. Like some kids, at least my experience with my nieces who are four and five, they can't even keep a secret of where they're hidden. <laughs> you know, okay, ready or not, here I come, and I hear a giggle. I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not how you play, but... Um, and then it becomes more complicated as the children become better communicators uh, because they are, especially if they're introverted, they're not going to be necessarily more forthright with their inner, inner experience. Um, and so to be able to facilitate yourself to, to ask the right questions or to ask, ask the questions and then give you some conversation starters with those older children. Um, to talk about movies, about you know stuff that happens in the news or TV shows. Um, to talk about social media, yay! There's there's a lot of good things about social media, but it's also a place that brokenness is revealed and and, and amplified, especially with regards to like bullying and um, and and just like verbal abuse. Um, uh, and prepare yourself if you're a parent of an older uh, older child. Be prepared that they're gonna they're not gonna be able to regulate their emotions well, which means they are going to yell. Don't take the bait. You want to take the bait. You want to go back and be like, you little shit. What'd you just say? Like, like, don't take the bait. Right. You are an adult. Right, you've had much longer to learn how to regulate your emotions. Right, they don't, and they're because they're like not only because they're inexperienced, but also because their hormones are just going crazy nuts. Right, so be patient. Be patient. Right, 
and don't take it personally. Even if they mean it personally, don't take it personally. If they know that, that, that you're going to respond, even when they're angry, with equanimity, they're much more likely to talk to you than if every time they yell at you, you yell at them. Maintain a positive approach. Make yourself available to talk about any, any issue, but especially these issues, at any time. And teach, teach them about what happens if friends disclose things, because usually they're, they're going to learn some, I mean, I learned some things that I, my parents never told me about, from my friends about stuff. That's going to happen. But to have them talk about that. Also, don't avoid talking about pornography and the dangers of pornography. Not only because it, it desensitizes them to an understanding of human sexuality, but because it often can be used as a precursor to abuse. Um, that, that, that abusers will use that as a kind of a precursor. Um, so how do you respond if a child discloses to you that they are being abused? Listen. Let them talk. Don't say anything. Just listen. Acknowledge their need for privacy without isolation. Limit your questions in quantity and in length. Be direct and be like direct. Direct and short, right? They can get overwhelmed. He's asking too many questions. Like, yeah, there's a lot of questions you need to ask. Who, what, when, where, how, for how long, well, you know, all of those things. But, uh, but keep them short and keep them direct. Address their feelings. Let them know that you trust and believe them. It is not, because this becomes a legal matter, because the government is getting, and Child Protective Services is going to get involved, um, uh, you do not need to be the investigator. That will happen later. Your responsibility if a child discloses, whether it's your child or another, is to receive them. Right? That's, the, whatever's going to happen is going to, is going to, the, the police and, and the Child Protective Services are going to ensure that that child, that that abuser gets what they need, i.e. justice. You can't promise them confidentiality, but you do offer discretion, right? You can't say, okay, I won't tell anybody, because, well, you kind of need to. Be honest with the child about what happens next. Communicate the incident to the proper authorities, and you'll carefully share only those with those needed to keep the child safe. So you're not going to tell your next-door neighbor, you're not going to pop it up on whatever they call Twitter now. Um, you know, it's just going to be between y'all. Don't scold the child. If they need immediate medical attention, obviously get it. Praise them for reporting the incident. And of course, like, get counseling. Like, they're going to have to process that. that. Um, this is probably something you are already doing. Um, but when, a, when your child is being indirectly cared for by a third party, ask the right questions. 
not just of the child, but of wherever they're going to be. Ask the right questions. Don't be afraid to be invasive. Even with regards to sleepovers, right? Those aren't always happy events, depending on if you get pranked or not. Uh, I know that from, from personal example. My sister's sleepovers, they would do all kinds of things to, to my stuff. Would, they would be set on fire or frozen or... Anyway. Um, set up a technology safety guidelines for your household. Right, and it's in that box. There's, a good, there's some good suggestions with regards to that. I would even suggest getting a filtering or monitoring service. If you're going to give them a device, make sure that it's filtered. Because there's the, the internet has so many good things, but they're access to so much crap so easily. And if there isn't that filter to, to protect them right, from that, then it's gonna easy, they're going to they're gonna find it eventually, whether they're trying to or not. Um, the, the basics that they need to know, page 16. Nothing is private on the internet. Not everyone online is who they, say they seem. Never accept account requests from unknown people, regardless of mutual friends. Always think twice before posting. Double check for identity, identifying information, like, you know, taking a picture and having the, the, uh, you, you, the, stuff. I can't think of the word. Uh, the thing, license plate, that's the word I'm looking for. Or an address, you know. You know, th those sorts of things that somebody can look at that and, like, then find that child. Um, uh, or, like, a, a picture where they can track the location. Um, or the embedded data that is in within the photo. Um, that's an, a, an interesting thing that, especially iPhones do, they embed all the data, the, the space and the place. Like, you can, I believe that you can turn that off um, or change that within the iPhone settings. Um, check with a safe adult before meeting or doing anything with an online friend. Um, and to talk to them about what the proper responses for cyberbullying are. Um, and just keep asking questions. What does, um, like, for them, what does identifying information, personal or identifying information mean to you? Because... You know, they're not thinking necessarily, oh, if I tell somebody my full name, then they can look up everything on the internet about me. They can find out all these sorts of things or about my parents and about this stuff. Like, they're, they're not going to make that connection. Like, their experience is playing with the little, the little guy on, on um, Minecraft. Not that if you put your date of birth, then, then you can be searchable and, and all this. Yeah. So, conversation... One conversation is not enough. Take advantage of learning opportunities and teachable moments. You are the primary protectors of your children, um, and there are personal boundaries that you have to teach your children to empower and help them to protect themselves. Abusers are often known individuals entrusted by the youth and the family. Due to the manipulation of the abuser and the shame that a victim might feel, it may be very difficult for them to talk about abuse. 
Children disclose in a variety of ways, and the adult's reaction can affect the communication and healing. To communicate about a warning sign or a violation of the code of conduct that does not signify or cause you to be suspicious of actual abuse. Um, uh, let's see. On the last page, do y'all have writing instruments? Does anybody need a pen or something? Do we have some pencils? Okay. Or if you, how about this? Just take out your phones. Take out your phones. We didn't bring our phones, I can't. Um. Uh, in in your uh, create a new contact. Department of Family and Children and Family Services. Yeah, Department of Children and Family Services. And the number is one eight five five four five two four three. Eight five five four two. Damn it! I, eight five five four five two five four three seven. I'll read it again. Eight five five four five two five four three seven. That's for the whole state of Louisiana. And we have it. Hopefully, you will never need to use it. But if you need to, it is there. That was a lot of information in a very short period of time. I don't know if I will have the answer to your question, but does anybody have any questions? Okay. I encourage you, please read this. Please read this. Okay. Who is your children's first teacher? Y'all. Yeah. Who is their most important teacher? You. Yeah. Look at this. You know the answers. So, children will first come to understand right from wrong and learn to choose good over evil from their family life. What does this mean about for you as parents? Yeah, both kind of froze into the, like, you are going to be the witness of how your kids operate in the midst of the world. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to learn from how you live, right? And so, um, your responsibility then, and part of the, part of this program is to enable you to live out that responsibility specifically in how you, uh, you, um, teach the faith to your children, like, a lot of this, you probably, some of this, you're like, you like confirm, like, I already do that, I already do that, I already do that. You, you were decently good at feeding your children. <laughs> um, you're, de you're 
decently good at like making sure they don't die. Like, you know, you you that most of them know how to talk properly. Like, like like you're you're on the education front. You're doing a lot, right? But we want to help to enable you specifically to communicate the faith. And I, and I don't want you to worry because you might be like, Father, I, the last time I had class was when I was you know in confirmation class in the eighth in the eighth grade. <laughs> you know, I haven't I haven't done anything since. That's okay. That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna start and we're gonna start. We're starting in, for this year in prayer. What's good about that is that it doesn't require a lot of intellectual like depth necessarily, um, but it engages the beginning of your life of faith, which is gonna be the most important thing as you are witness to your children is how you live out your faith. If you don't live out their, your faith, they certainly will not. Um, St. John Paul II says that parents leave an impression that the future events in their children's lives will not be able to efface. Like, you leave impressions that can never be taken away. They're like fossils in the social consciousness of your children. Um, and the ministry of evangelization carried out by Christian parents is original and irreplaceable. It assumes the characteristics typical of family life itself. So, the goal of this is to encourage and equip you to be able to do that. So you be your children's primary catechist. So, we're going to test your knowledge now. Oh, they're, they're Googling. Try not to Google. The truth will be revealed. We'll start, we'll start with group one. No, I have a different book than you do. Yeah. No, that'd be nice, right? But so, who is the winner of the first American Idol TV show? Kelly Clarkson. What is Superman's weakness? Kryptonite. Yeah. What was Jesus's first public miracle? No. It turning water to wine. At a wedding reception. Come on. <laughs> what is the what is the last book of the Bible? Book of Revelation. Exodus is the second book of the Bible. Uh, what instrument did King David play? Yes, uh, the lyre or the lyre. It is a small harp. It's like, uh, you know, the, the thing that you see on Orpheus, the, the symbol of Orpheus? That's a liar. Yeah. Um, what is the sign of God's promise to Noah that he would never flood the world again? Rainbow. Rainbow. What? Yeah, why there's a rainbow after a storm. Yeah. Okay, what team did Wayne Gretzky play in the 80s? Play for in the 80s. Before that, uh, Edmonton, Oilers. Edmonton Oilers. You might be the only person in Louisiana that could answer that. Which which actor played the original Karate Kid? Okay, good, good. Okay, Group Two. Who's Group Two? Okay, 
In what year was the first Wimbledon tennis tournament held in England? That's a hard. <laughs> that's a hard question. 1877. What did you choose? Oh, okay, no, mm -mm, no. Yeah. Okay, who travels through space and time in a TARDIS? Doctor Who. Which character is Christ, the Christ figure in C.S. Lewis's *The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*? The the, the lion. Do you know his name? Aslan. Aslan. What is the liturgical color for Advent? Purple. Red is for for martyrs and for Good Friday and Palm Sunday. Who said to be or not to be, that is the question. Shakespeare wrote it, but who said it in oh, what play? Oh, Hamlet. Hamlet. Yep. Um, which Catholic author wrote the Lord of the Rings series? J.R.L. Tolkien. Um, what question did y'all end with? Okay. Which, what movie featured Mouth, Mikey, Chunk, and Data? The Goonies. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. Okay. Who is the first Catholic president of the United States? Kennedy. One of two. The other one's currently. Um, okay. Group three. What figure skater went to win a silver medal at the Winter Olympics in Lillenhammer just seven weeks after being attacked? Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> That's awesome. Who was the first African-American man to serve as a U.S. Supreme Court Justice? No, it was before it was Clarence Thomas. Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. What is the fifth planet from the sun? Jupiter. Correct. I didn't. Which, which months do Catholics traditionally pray for the dead? November. In what continent would you find the world's longest river? South America. It is the Amazon. See? <laughs> and who who is Henry VIII's first wife? We went with Elizabeth. That was his daughter? <laughs> Catherine of Aragon. Okay, so next the next question for the last group, where is Aragon? Spain. Yes. That was the one you Googled? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No shame, no shame. It's okay. In what city would you find the Piazza San Marco? What? It is Venice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's a whole bunch of scenes in, in, the, in Casino Royale from James Bond. Um, yeah. Okay. What two countries were enemies in the Cold War? Russia and China were friends. They were both communist. Yeah, yeah, so uh, us and Russia. Yeah. What Shakespeare play features Beatrice and Benedict? Much Ado About Nothing, which if, if, you have, if you have a free evening and you really want to be adventurous, there is a film with Michael Keaton and uh, Denzel Washington of that, and it is phenomenal. Um, true or false? 
Only one U.S. state begins with the letter P. True. Which one? Yes. Okay. Which great missionary is known as the Apostle to the Apostles? Yes. <laughs> it was one of two. Yeah. It was. A, yeah. <laughs> what was Indiana Jones searching for in the first Raiders movie? That was at the la the third one. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was the Lost Ark, where they melt the faces of the Nazis with the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, where was the first mass said in what is now the U.S.? That's not a bad guess, but peop American history has failed you? Because American history talks about English, but not the fact that the Spanish are out first. In St. Augustine, Florida which has the oldest, the oldest church in the, in the continental United States. It was in 1565. So, there you go. Pop culture and Catholic trivia. Good job. Um, you can just go ahead and stay where you are, but if you want to grab your books, we're going to kind of go through like a, a crash course on on the books. So, you have two books. You have uh, the Parents' Guide and you have the Activity Book. We're going to start with the Parents' Guide. So if you open up, right, it's got table of contents like all books do. That's going to help you get to the page that you want um, for each month. Um, that outlines the topics uh, of which you're going to go through for every month. Then, um, at your own leisure, at a later date, on page Roman numeral 3, right after the table of contents, there's a quick start guide um, to kind of give you an, an, an overview of what goes on. Um, then, uh, Another page on the next page, kind of giving you an, an outlay of how you can make most of the activities that you're going to be doing at home. So we'll be doing one lesson here, and you'll be doing one lesson at home. The good thing is, is that we did the lesson for September here, so you don't have to start till October. So this is the week that uh, I will give you some homework, but it's going to be really easy. So getting started. Um, if you open to page four, actually before that, yeah, page four. So well, actually we're going to go to October because that's going to help us look at the rest of the book. So page 14. At the beginning of every month, there's going to be an overview of everything that's going on. Uh, it has a focus, right, Christian prayer for the month of October. There's a verse for the month that you can write up on the, on the, you can have the kids memorize uh, and practice with them. You can write that on your, whatever you write on stuff. There's a saint for each month. Um, so you can, and there's a story about her later on in the, in the, in the, the section. And there's two lessons. So lesson one will happen here, or the first lesson, because they go sequentially. So one, two, three, four, five, six. But 
the, the first lesson we will do here on campus while you're while I'm teaching you both uh, the content for both. The kids are going to be doing lesson one, and then you'll go home and do lesson two. And so it has catechism references to that lesson, along with words to know. And then some, some, if you're a goal-oriented person, there's usually one in the couple. If not, then God bless you. I, I feel you. Um, by the end of the month, your children should be able to do these things. And so you have some kind of goals to kind of get towards. If you flip to the next page, this is uh, because this this year is a year of for prayer. Um, there is a, there's a prayer for each month. So the prayer for the month of October, your Catholic home is the the guardian angel prayer, um, which you maybe maybe learned as a kid. And then uh, on page seventeen, that's a cutout sheet. That's for you to cut out, and uh, and I'm actually going to make a copy for you for, so that you don't cut that out because there's a nice picture of the saint always on the very next page um, that you can put on your fridge of like the things to do this month, the verse of the month, um, and what to memorize from the catechism. If you go to page 19, there's this awesome thing that you can that you can cut out right because that's all that's there for those two pages is two, two ways that you can facilitate conversation about the topics that are happening for that month while you're in the car. Because God knows you spend a lot of time picking them up from here, to bringing them to there, to doing this, to doing that. And that's an opportunity for you to have some conversations with them um, uh, about, about that stuff. Then you will see on page 21 the overview of what the, all of the possible activities are for a particular lesson. You'll see that there's some images, so those are more reading focused. The, uh, the, the books, the pen obviously is more writing focused. Um, the, uh, the group thing is, uh, is, is dialogue, conversational focused. Um, the, the book with the, the closed book is for the prayer journal. Uh, which we've given them each a journal to take. Uh, I think we told them to take it home. I honestly don't remember. They will certainly have one here. If they don't take it home, I encourage you to get them one to have their own little prayer journal. Um, and then prayer board activity. We'll talk about the prayer board in a second. Um, so those are the types of activities that you'll be doing. If you look, the, there's key concepts with each of those activities, and then the recommended ages for those activities. So what, we, what I will do at the end of each lesson, I will say, okay, if your kids are this age, this is probably a good activity to do. If your kids are this age, this is probably a good activity to do. And just do one. I mean, if you're over an achiever and you want to do more, or you feel like you have the capacity to do more, do more. But like, the, the, the goal is to at least get one. We're not going to like, you know, uh, especially if this is, if like teaching the faith and communicating the faith is still kind of new to you, we're not going to be like, okay, now let's do all the things. That's, that's overwhelming. <laughs> like, let's do one of the things, right? And just choose one. And most of these, as you say, there's a, there's a time limit, right? There's not a time limit, but about how long that it takes. Nothing takes longer than 20 minutes. Right? That's a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon once a month to sit down and to do the activity and to talk to them about the faith. But then you're incorporating those conversations about what you learned and what they heard throughout the whole of the month. 
in just, in just regular everyday life, in those normal things. So uh, why don't we look at this, these lessons, right? Um, these lessons always have something, what you need to know before you begin. So you can prime yourself before you go through the lesson of what you're going to be talking about. We're on page 23, if you're, if you're following along. Um, and so there's a what you need to know, to, and that's for each of them. And it gives you direction of what, it gives you the answers too. So you won't have to worry about whether the questions, the answers are, of the questions are there. Um, and it also makes connections to the catechism. And so that's the way for all of those. Now, if you open up your other book, which is the activity book, we'll look at that same first activity for lesson one, which is the Samaritan woman at the well, which is an art and scripture activity. And it even tells you what page, it says page nine. Right, so it has a picture. You show the, you talk to the kid about the picture. Ask some, there's some questions about the picture. To the kid, your kid. Right, and that's it. That's the, the conver is, a, is, an, is a conversational activity. You, then you would read the scripture of that particular thing. That's why you're gonna need your Bibles. And, and, and have a conversation about what happens with the, with the, with the woman at the well. Like, and that's the whole activity, which is right there. Really simple. There, again, there's other things, but each of those activities go through, and it's pretty much one page. Now, when, we get, when you get to the, the, the boards, my suggestion would be to either tear this sheet out to put on your prayer board, or copy it so that you can put it on the prayer board. Um, uh, and then it has a, a Mary story of the month as well in the back that you can sit down like for story time. Inst instead of reading a book, you can read the story of Mary. And there's even, there's even color sheets. Um, if your children are teenagers, first of all, God bless you. <laughs> teenagers are not going to want to, they might want to, they can do the, maybe the conversational, the conversational piece and you can go a bit deeper with regards to some of that. But some of those activities are going to be kind of below their intellectual level. And you don't want to, like, you want to be able to elevate, not, not, you know, go farther. So for that, if you go back to your parents' guide, and you look to the side, to the, to the binding of your parents' guide, you'll see that at the very top there's orange, and then at the very end there's white. I want you to turn to that white part. That's called the appendix. And there's an essay, background reading for you, about the entirety of the content of that lesson. And so you can read it, or if you want to use that as the conversation piece with regards to your teenager, this is going to be much more on their intellectual level. And so that can be something that you can then talk with them about, have them y'all read together, right, and then conversate about. You know, what were your thoughts about this? What did you think about this? That, that sort of thing. Also, each, each month we're going to have, like we did, this trivia thing. The answers to all of those questions are going to be in this. So make sure you bring this with you every week, every month. 
because the answer to those questions are going to be right in here. And you can cheat for that one. Um, so, uh, got that, got that. Okay, the prayer board, I'll let you do how you want to do, but essentially, it's going to be a board where they're going to learn like an amalgam of different prayers, and they're going to keep them all on the board, so that one, it helps, that visual space helps them to learn them and memorize them. It also gives them something to look towards and look forward to, like, okay, what's the prayer board? And I encourage you, even if you don't want activity, to do the prayer board activity, which is usually very simple. Like, the prayer board activity for October is literally the sign of the cross. Like, it's super basic, super, but it, it's super, it, and having that, that physical thing, that then, that then becomes a conversation piece for everyone. Like, everybody, somebody walks into your house and be like, why do you have a poster board with all these prayers? And then... Start well. I'm just doing this thing with my kid, and I'm learning, and and we're 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 learning how to pray together. Like, and this is this this opportunity to like live in that, to have that space for them to kind of learn. So, whatever kind of poster board you're gonna do, but at the end of the year, you're gonna bring all of those in, and we're, everybody's gonna have their own individual prayer board, and we're gonna do a show and tell, with with for the for all the kids to see all of their individual or families, you know, if you have multiple kids, families. To do your to do your prayer boards, um, so uh, there's information on that. Let's see, in the parents guide, at the very beginning, on page three. Poster board, phone board, cork board. That this prayer board is for their own to decorate and record their spiritual journey through prayer. They should feel free to add to the prayer board additional items that could help them feel closer to God, such as flowers or rosary beads, prayer cards, drawings, quotations from saints, etc. This board should be personalized according to their own spirituality. So maybe it won't be a family board, it'll be individual to the child. Um, uh, write or attach on top of the board the letters AMDG. Uh, anybody? Jesuit? Grad? Okay. Good. I'm a Romocrat, so I don't... Anyway. Um, it means ad maiorium dei gloriam, which means for the greater glory of God. And so that whole thing at the top, um, that all that we should do is for the glory of God. So that will be the thing that y'all kind of do each month as a, like a small activity. Um, and it gets them so, it gives them a physical, a physical reminder of the thing that they're learning that they can hold on to, that they can look at, that they can return to, to help them. Um, so, um, then, uh, uh, da, 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 da. if you go to page 55, at the end of each month, there is a month in review to ask yourself and to review for yourself and to ask the question, you know, ask questions, you know, what lessons they learned, um, you know, and, and this gives a, a space for you to kind of reflect on, on the month. Um, I don't have the thing, so 
I've started a YouTube playlist of various videos that you can watch for yourselves just to help you learn about prayer and to grow in prayer and understand prayer better. I was going to show it as a QR code on here, but obviously we're having technical difficulties. So what we'll do is I'll, we will, I'll get Gina to send you that link uh, however she contacts you. Um, but I encourage you to, to watch those videos. Um, there's, it's a, one of them is by Bishop Barron, another one's by Father Mike Schmitz. There, none of them are more than 15 minutes, you know, but you can watch them while sitting on the toilet, um, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, um, yeah. So every, every month we're going to have two meetings. The first meeting is going to be like this, where it will be uh, um, catechetical and, and more topic-focused. Then our second meeting, there will be a small spiritual element with maybe a conversation or a little activity, um, and then it will be community. So our first community event is actually the Sunday um, after the 1030 Mass. I think she had a sign up up there. We're gonna provide. We're gonna provide hamburgers and hot dogs. If you could help provide some sides and some drinks, uh, do drinks. Yeah, we got drinks. Some sides. Um, and uh, does anybody have any communal like games that that we could use? Like we have cornhole. If you have another cornhole, that'd be great. Um, um, and then I'm get, we're also going to create some other games as well. Hmm? I heard beer pong. I didn't say it. Okay. I, so that's catechism after dark. That, that will have to be a different session, you know, where your kids are not there because they, they'll want to play with you. Um, so, <laughs> um, so... Yeah, <laughs> um, and we'll be out in the we'll be out in the pavilion out there um, doing everything out in the pavilion. Um, so if you can, please come to the ten thirty mass and we'll pray together, and then we'll go out um, and spend spend the afternoon out there with some games. We should we should finish if if we start around noon, we should finish no later than like two thirty. But again, if if you have to leave earlier or whatever, life happens. Um, so yeah, if you could volunteer for that, that would be great. Um, uh, I think there's a sign up. <clears throat> yep. Right here. There's a sign up on the table if you want to look at that. Um, fill that out. Okay. Does anybody have any questions, concerns, letters for the editor? We will, we're going to bring chalk. Yes. That is one of the things that we are going to bring. Uh, so, and then, yeah, we'll do some games like uh, some, you know, kind of, I can't. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure they know how to play checkers, but. Uh, they'll just they'll just play. I, I yeah, I'm I'm so mad at myself. I I was on Facebook Marketplace and saw one of those big giant Connect Fours, uh, that was like thirty bucks on. Uh, yeah. 
Well, by the time I by the time that I messaged them, it had already been sold. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, so our, our next our next meeting will be uh, this Sunday, and um, if if you don't have any questions, we'll close with prayer. Hmm? This food is this Sunday. Yep. Yep. The twenty fourth. No, it's twice a month. So one will be at six o'clock on Wednesdays. The other will be at different times and at different dates. You know, because of depending on what we're doing. Sometimes it's after mass. Sometimes it's on a Friday. Sometimes it, you know, it just depends on on what's happening that particular month. So, correct. Did, did I think Gina? Did Gina sent y'all a schedule? Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't get a schedule, uh. Please email her and ask her about that. So, why don't we close with prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we give you thanks for our families. We give you thanks for the gift of your Son, Jesus, whom you sent into the Holy Family to sanctify every family in its brokenness, in its joys, in its worries, in its anxieties, and in its peace. I ask that you be with these parents as you have called them to imitate your fatherhood and the motherhood of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Help them to love their children. Help them to be patient and kind and nurturing. Bless them in their jobs. Bless them in their homes. Bless them in their friendships. Bless them in their play. Mother Mary, I ask you to be with them always as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You will be getting a call once a month from the catechist of your, of your children to just kind of check in if you have any questions or things like that. So we're not just going to kind of throw you in the deep end and, and hope that you're, but you'll have that kind of contact with the parish. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to pull me or Jeannie aside or give us a call. So, y'all have a good evening.